welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. and welcome to episode 160 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today we sit down with Gerald Pratoli, a young and passionate motorsport racer, as she shares her incredible journey from discovering her love for racing to becoming a rising star in the sport. Gerald talks about her unconventional start in motorsports, her dedication to training and fitness, and the exciting opportunities she has available in 2024. It also includes her being selected for the Ferrari Driving Academy Rising Star program. Join us as we delve into Jura's inspiring story and get a glimpse into the world of most sports from a young racist perspective. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me on the channel. I'm very excited to share your story. So for those who don't know you, um, can you share about um, how you first got involved in motorsport, what you currently race, where you race? Yeah, I guess we'll just get straight into it. So my dad wanted to teach my sister and I how to drive before we got our driver's license. Mm-hmm. And we'd been pretty lucky to try a bunch of different sports and activities growing up, but we never really thought about motorsport. So we're driving to the Sunday Coast Airport and it was raining pretty heavy, heavy that the roads were flooded. And as we turned down the road to the airport, there was a bunch of cars parked at the go-kart track. So we thought we'd pull in and see what was happening. And it ended up being the Queensland State Tower. And anyone there can remember how wet it was. And then, yeah, we just stayed for a bit, watched the races, thought it was so exciting. So from there, Dad was like, let's buy some go-karts. So he bought one for my sister and I. And then, yeah, from there, I just started racing. And how long ago was that? Uh, about three years ago. That's a pretty cool story. Not a one I was expecting. <laughs> Normally, like people have like their dads or mums, or it's a family connection that got you started. But that's a fantastic um, story to hear. And so, how did you get started? I guess sometimes people don't even know how to get started. Obviously, you've just rocked up to the track and and you've seen them. Then, how did you know what was the next step? Did you go speak to someone? Um, did you? Know someone that was racing in the end? Um, well, we started going to the track and practicing a few days and then, yeah, we sort of just did it on ourselves. It was a pretty steep learning curve, you know, learning just the car in itself, all the setup, the data, tyres, mechanics, all of that. And there was definitely people around us helping us out. Uh, we didn't know anyone in the sport, so it just everything came as always happening. Yeah. So, yeah. And is your dad, like, into mechanics or is he an engineer or anything like that, anything from, like, a kind of motor industry or? Um, back in the day, he actually was the fastest front-wheel drive uh, car on street tyres doing drags. So ah. that was sort of a motorsport <laughs> thing, but I don't think that really counts. But besides that, yeah, that's – he's never had interest um, yeah, the family hasn't really done anything like go-karting before, so I'm the first one. Oh, that's fantastic. And does your sister still do it? 
No, she raised a few races but didn't enjoy it as much as I do. So, But she's always been into the mechanics. So every race she'll come out, almost races, and help with the data and the mechanics and all that stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is it? And is it just like right now, are you just a family-run team or are you running with the team? Uh, throughout this year, we are with a team and that was definitely an experience, a learning step, but uh, currently I'm just by myself. Yeah, and so what um, category are you currently racing? This year I was in the K3 junior class. And do you know what you're doing in 2024 yet? We have a few plans in the making, but currently I can't say anything. Oh, okay. We'll have to do a follow-up podcast to see what it's all about. Yeah, if you want to keep on track, it's super exciting. If you want to keep watching my journey, it's going to be super exciting next year. Oh, very good. Uh, and how will, while we're on the topic, how can people follow your journey? I normally ask that at the end, but hey, perfect line now. Uh, through all my social media, so Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I've also got a website and, yeah, mainly the social media, Instagram and Facebook. And what's the handle? Jury Portelli Racing, I think. <laughs> well, always those links will be in the show notes, so, of course, to follow <laughs> Jenny, make sure you go and click on to hear all the exciting news for 2024. Jerry, as you mentioned, uh, you've only been racing for three short years, but you've certainly achieved some great milestones. What are some of your um, exciting achievements that you think um, that's occurred in the last three years? There's been so many memories. I think every race has memories. And especially living so far away, we're always traveling. So there's been so many road trips and long flights all around the country and around the world. But behind me, I have some cool trophies. So there's the Mackay Sugar City Titles K knives. I've won three of them throughout the year, as well as coming third in the Queensland State Cup was a big achievement for me. I was close to winning two classes there, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be as well as uh, coming second, uh, winning two classes in the NQ series overall. Fantastic. And what else has happened this year? <laughs> My main goal from the start was always being chosen for the Ferrari Driver Academy Rising Stars program. And in August, just after we got back from around AKC, I got an email saying, oh, I've been selected. Be, come to Italy, be there in two weeks. We So we had less than two weeks' notice to get in, be in Italy and we had no idea what to do. So I started training pretty intensely, nine hours a day, um, cardio, strength, as well as balance, coordination, reflexes, all that stuff. And nutrition and recovery was also a big part during that. And, yes, that was super exciting. We flew there not knowing what to expect, sort of thinking would be in go-karts because that's what they've done in the previous years. And then as we're on the flight into Italy from Singapore, we got the documents with all the information and it had a photo of the F4 steering wheel saying, learn all the buttons, you're going to be in an F4 car. And we're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first time 
I realised I was going to be driving an F4 car. Oh, fantastic. And who went over with you on the journey? It was my dad and myself. Beautiful. So you tell us a bit about that experience. As you said, like you got the email two weeks beforehand, went in crisis mode, went really hard on your training, uh, went over there. And what was the experience like? So you got that email um, in transit, say it's going to be an F4 car. And once you landed, what, what did the days and the experience actually look like? It was all incredible. It's definitely something I'll never forget. The whole Prima team was amazing. Everyone from Ferrari, they're all amazing. Um, we did so many things with the 321 performance. They tested all of our physical, mental strength and everything. And then with the Prima team, we would go out, do a few sessions in the car. The first session was definitely like so much thrill and adrenaline driving the car for the first time and then would come in after the sessions, look over the data, um, compare data between us girls, see where we can improve um, and then go back out in the car and just keep driving. Beautiful. And can you read data? Is that something that your uh, sister has been teaching you or, again, was that a quick learning curve um, that you had to uh, get accustomed to whilst over there? Um, we've always looked at the data racing the go-karts and we've, yeah, we've always looked at it, but not super in depth. Um, yeah, cause me and dad sort of just had to learn it together and yeah, we just look at what we know and try and figure out what I'm, if I'm doing something or the cart's doing something, what we need to change. Yeah. We work on everything together. And what was the experience in the F4 like? Do you like the open wheeler? I love it. It's definitely um, a different experience. I think the go-karts, everyone's sort of more carefree in a way and just send it. But the F4, just being so close to another car, like when um, some of us girls were a bit closer, it was a completely different feeling. Fantastic. And uh, more importantly, do you get to keep the clothes? <laughs> yes, we worked it out. There's about $7,000 worth of race gear that we got to keep for oh, free. So that's the race suit, the fireproof underwear, the gloves, the boots, balaclava and socks. Well, and do the boots actually have um, F4 Academy on there or anything like that or are they just they're plain red ones? Um, the boots, they're blue colour, um, but the suit has all of the logos and designs and everything on that. Oh, that's fantastic. And so obviously you met some great friends over there across the world. And have you stayed in contact with them and any plans to maybe go overseas and race in the next year? I'd love to go overseas and race next year, but we'll have to see what's planned. But for the people... We got in contact with a bunch of the Aussies racing over there and met up with them at the go-kart track because um, the WSK European World Championships were on. So we went and watched that and met up with a bunch of our friends and, yeah, that was definitely fun. Fantastic. Um, now, you mentioned that, um, at the beginning that you just did, like, the nine hours of training, which was very intense. Um, what does your normal training pattern look like for karting? Do you normally, like, do fitness training? 
at the start I didn't do much and I just end up covered in bruises after a race meet. And then last year I was racing two classes. So I sort of picked up training a bit. I'd usually just go for a run or go to the gym and do strength training. But after I found out that we're going over for the Ferrari Driver Academy, I picked up the training a lot more intensely. I've had two companies uh, take care of me, looking, pushing my training to the next level. So it's yet yeah, seven days a week. I'm still training three days doing PT sessions. And then the other days I'm focusing more on next strength, wrist strength, um, strength coordination, reflexes, all that sort of stuff as well as recovery and nutrition. Fantastic. Yeah, and what does your nutrition kind of look like? Do you change it up for race weekends and stuff like that? Yeah, so throughout the week, different days, depending what I'm training, I'll eat different things. And then on race weekend, it's also different. So I've got all the different structures for what to eat. So I get all the energy in. What's your favourite food on the race weekend? Um, before a race, probably fruit, Mm -hmm. the sugar, and it's just light and where it make you feel sick. Otherwise, yeah, I love coconut water as well. Keep you hydrated and it's not too heavy and yeah. And it's sweet. (laughs) And do do, you do much work around mindset? Yeah. Mindset and media as well. Before we went over to Europe, um, a lot of coaching on interviews like this, just so I was sort of prepared and what to say and how to just come up with a response sort of on the spot. So, yeah, mindset and interview and media was a big part. For the mindset, it more of me and Dad would do that together, so he'd sort of just pick up on things that I was doing or sort of put something out there that I should focus on and then I'll sort of pick up on that. Fantastic. Now, you're still at school. What year have you just finished? Grade nine. Nine, fantastic. So going into year 10, um, what are kind of your electives that you're looking to do or what kind of is your career um, aspirations? Um, um. <laughs> yeah, well, for school, it can be hard because we've got to travel so much. So I've had a lot of time off this year mm-hmm. and it can be hard trying to catch up on as well as training and racing. But, yeah, for career path, I've always sort of had a take-as-it-come attitude. So instead of just having a strict career path that I'm following. I'm sort of just taking all the opportunities in as they come and, yeah, just taking everything as an experience and a learning journey. Sounds like you might have to look into doing some dis- distance education like a lot of the drivers are doing these days. Yeah, maybe. We've thought yeah. about it. Yeah, there's lots of them that are doing it at the moment, So, which is seems, again, like what most of people are doing. <clears throat> um and so in regards to um, your sponsors, um, how have you gone about getting sponsors on board and, and do you have any great sponsors that you'd like to talk about today? Yeah, of course. Motorsport is expensive. There's no question about it. But there's a lot of companies that 
are willing to come on board and help people like myself out. Um, for the sponsors I have, we sort of take it more as a business. So I've got my own ABN website, social media, um, all that stuff, and branding and logos. And for the businesses, we don't only let them help us, we offer something in return. So it's sort of a win-win situation for us and the business of the company. So we're always talking about deals and negotiation and all that sort of stuff. And speaking about sponsorship, we're currently sending out expression of interest presentations for next year. So if there's any individuals or businesses that have been following my career and want to get involved, they can contact me through my social media and I can send out all those documents. Fantastic. We're talking my language, Jira. I love it. Website, social media, benefits. Um, I know you follow my, my stuff, so I'm hoping that you've learned some of that stuff too from me. <laughs> Um, but that's fantastic. And, of course, um, just details, of, again, um, of those links where you can contact her will be listed below in today's show notes. Um, so social media, how do you go around social media? What kind of things do you like content creation? Do you like it to engage? Do you do it or do you, do you engage in someone external to help you with that? We always try and post something different. A lot of the cutters or just anyone in general sort of follow the trends and post the same sort of stuff. But I think that's why I've gained a bigger following because we're always posting different stuff and trying to get people more engaged. And we try to keep up the content. So posting often just random stuff, just trying to keep up the engagement and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I do some of it. Mum's definitely a big help. She's always there on the race weekend taking photos and videos and getting all the content for that. So me and my mum work together for that. Awesome. And what's your favourite platform? Um, Instagram. I feel like a lot of people use that, like most ages. Mum does most of the stuff on Facebook because I'm not really on that. And the TikTok videos we both make that so yeah all of them go together <laughs> that's right they're all a little bit different so i'm just have, actually having a look at your instagram account right now so you're also an ambassador for pit viper and horsepower heroes um tell us a little bit about those yeah horsepower heroes they've um come on board as one of my sponsors throughout this year and I'm also their youth ambassador. So they do fundraising and car events to help with mental health and bringing younger kids into motorsport. So they're definitely a great company that I love working with. And for Pit Vipers, um, I'm an ambassador for them. So I'll post content and social media for them and sometimes I'll repost it they always send out merch and sunnies and everything. And as part of that, I'll do social media giveaways or raffles or something with the sunnies just to promote them more. And yeah, it's a win-win yeah. for me and the company. Yeah, it's a lot of um, great cross promotions. Uh, so you mentioned um, before that you've got like your website and your logo, which is fantastic, music to my ears. Um, is that something that you did or, again, is it something that you outsourced or mum and dad's helped you or you've done all the design work yourself? Tell us about that. We've had people um, 
companies and people from Horsepower here has actually helped design the logo. Uh, I love being involved with it as well, choosing all the colours and the designs, and we're currently working on some new logo and design for some stuff that might come out soon-ish. So, yeah, I like having a say in it, but there's definitely people that have helped out with it. Fantastic. It's always good to have that skill set anyway, like knowing how to update the website and and definitely knowing how to uh, do that social media content posting and content creation side of things. So good work. But such a young person, you certainly do a lot when it comes to the motorsport as well as studying and everything else. Do you have a life outside of motorsports and school? Is there anything else that you do? Well, apart from school, because I'm lucky enough to live in the Sundays, we love to get out on the water go jet skiing, fishing, scuba diving. And I was actually the youngest certified open water scuba diver in Australia. So that was amazing. Yeah. But we don't go go scuba diving that often because we're always busy racing. Let me think. Racing, scuba diving. (laughs) Uh, I know which one I'd love to be doing. Um, And on (laughs) your website. Actually, have a newsletter. Can people sign up to a newsletter, or just to follow you on social? Yeah, I think it's just follow me on social media. There's a bunch of photos on there and sponsorship um, proposals on the website. So if anyone wants to go check that out, awesome. Um, and is there anything else that you wanted to let us know about you? And I mean, obviously, not going to tell us about your plans for 2024, but. <laughs> um for as for aspiring races I think just giving everything a go you know if you don't try everything and take in all the opportunities you'll never know what you could have achieved and what you could have done so set your goals high and work towards them have smaller goals as stepping stones and I think if you're really passionate about something, you'll put in the effort and work towards it and then you'll achieve it. You know, you can't just turn up to a race meet every once a month and expect to be the next Formula One championship. You've got to put the effort in and work towards it. And for any young girls, I don't don't let the boys be intimidation. They're not they're not intimidating. Just yeah. I think if you if you want something, you'll work for it. I love it. I love it. Um, have you experienced any challenges um, with the boys or anything like that, or is it they were very friendly up there in the Wit Sundays? Up here, they're all super friendly. Most of the boys that I've raced are pretty friendly and supportive on the off the track, but on the track that can be a different story. But you know, if they give it, they've got to be able to take it too. Fantastic. I love the attitude. It's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing um, your story with us. It was great to hear all about it. Um, Good luck for 2024, whatever you decide to do. I can't wait to see. Obviously, I'll be following you uh, on your socials to find out soon. Do we have like a release date or are you still just signing some contracts and and negotiation? Still signing stuff. I'm not sure on a date soon, but yeah, we'll keep everyone updated. All right, fantastic. Well, again, make sure you um, jump over and follow Drew's um, journey. I couldn't get that word out today. Um, over on her socials, and again, that all those links will be below as well as her website. So make sure you check it out. It's pretty cool. It's pretty professional. Just checking it out.
Well done. So yeah, and congrats on all the effort and everything that you're doing off the track as well as on the track. It's fantastic to hear that you're so dedicated to your um, training, you're doing all those socials, you're thinking about your content creation, and of course, um, all the work that you're doing with your sponsors. So good luck with that. I hope all goes well for 2024. And uh, yeah, we might get you on in a couple more months um, and to get an update and see how you're going. Thank you. See ya. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Team. Until next time, take care.